0: Hey, Liberty Listeners, welcome to part two of our conversation with Gina Pell and Amy Parker. Uh, ladies, we are excited to get into your heads and get all the advice and tips and tools and wisdom that you have to share with us. So um, I want to start with um, you know, gone are the days of just simply pushing out a message into the universe. We do need to build community. And I want, really want to focus these next uh, questions on community, it's something that you guys have created really well. Um, what is it that you do to create a dialogue, not just push out that information, but really create a dialogue with consumers? Because we know that's important. And we even know that consumers today expect that. They expect to be heard. They expect to be listened to. Mm-hmm. They expect for you to, uh, respond to them. So I'd like to know kind of what you guys do and also what's the medium that you've chosen to do that in
1: Amy, take it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, so, so I'm actually going to start with the second question. Um, you know, we, we have a newsletter, but that is just, as I said earlier, that is, that's like an outgoing message. So it's a way for us to share information Um, And share our personal discoveries, which is fantastic. And it has, um, it's led a lot, kind of drawn a lot of people to our community, which is our Facebook group. But that's where we see the most engagement. That's where we see the real time conversations happening amongst women um, between all of our groups right now. I think we have about 30,000 women. And it's real time, raw shit about everything that's important to them. Um, and that is, that's what we've chosen. So those are the mediums that we've chosen. And you chose Um,
0: Facebook intentionally, or you were like, um, you know, after your glass of wine that day, Hey, we've got a couple people on here. So let's throw out a question. Like give me, there are so many platforms out there. Why did
2: you choose Facebook? Right, so we it's we didn't exactly choose Facebook. We already had had a small group on Facebook, but we we assumed that Facebook was the best place to foster conversation where Instagram wasn't. People, our women are not on Snapchat, and we could have gone smaller, but we wanted to go somewhere where everybody already was, Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't so much the platform um, as it was the conversation, and so how we created our community was by starting first. We started first, always. So we put the questions out there in a very vulnerable way. It was difficult for us because, I mean, it's ironic, right? Because our, our whole company is based on our friendship and what friends talk about. And a lot of times when Amy and I, and Amy and I have been best friends for 18 years, a lot of times we'll talk about something and 20 minutes later we'll go, oh my gosh, we should put that in the group. Like, duh, you know? and and it wasn't until we removed that filter between our professional selves and our personal selves because usually when you're working somewhere you don't want to bring a lot of your prof- your personal life to work usually right but for Amy and I what makes it very difficult is that our personal lives are feeds our work right so we had to remove this this filter this barrier mm-hmm. between the TMI that we would talk about as friends and just put it out there, put it out there in the group. And the more we would do that, the more women would trust us, the more women would participate, invite their friends.
0: Leading by example and being vulnerable first and asking, being willing to share that, invited that.
2: Yeah. And so, and so that's how our group was built. It was built on the total honesty, transparency, sharing, really being what we say we are. So, everything in on our site since day 1 was this is all through the lens of our friendship to let people really see that uh this morning we we posted something in the group about some of the suicides that have been happening this week and about just calling us eat, sending a personal message to us or asking the group if anybody needs help you know and it's it's about really putting ourselves out there into the group and into our brand some people may not be comfortable with this and it may not be appropriate but for what we do that's been our total success for having our community grow is to really put ourselves out there as part of our brand and not just as these leaders.
0: I appreciate you saying that because I do think that some, you know, in any one of these podcasts, as people listen, there are, we want them to listen and to take away what's appropriate for them and to hear that you guys, um, are targeting, uh, you know, a certain kind of uh, of woman who wants that, who wants to is mm-hmm. interested in that, who wants to engage in that way, and that's not um that's not a one size fits all solution to all content creators. So I appreciate right. you saying that. Let me go back to something really important that you just said, Gina. And uh, this is being recorded the week that we lost both Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain to suicide. And I'm curious as we talk about community and what you guys are cultivating both in your digital community and in real life as you bring people together. What is the what list doing, um, to respond to that need for community? And what do you guys see on a regular basis on your Facebook, uh, you know, in your Facebook group, what do you see in terms of people's willingness to be vulnerable, need to be, um, connected? What is it that's happening? Why? What's going on in the zeitgeist that we need this more than ever? And we see people who, by all accounts, have uh, successful lives and are in a space in life, you know, they're in their uh, kind of in that midlife where there's so much to look forward to. What is it that we need to be doing? What is it that you're doing? And what are you seeing? Uh, Where are
2: you seeing the need? Hmm. I think the most beautiful thing about our group that we've noticed and we've said this before in the interview is that in the past what we what we've done the kind of content we've we've created has been um a one to many style a one to many style you know relationship where the one person us we put something out there and many consume it and what mm-hmm. we've seen on the group is a many to one many to one relationship which has been really beautiful where a woman will put something out there it could be um it could be as light as what kind of hair conditioner should I use to mm-hmm. I have cancer and uh, here's what's happening and what should I expect? Or I'm getting a divorce. And so many women will come forward with the most loving, helpful, compassionate advice. And just, I, I think that the difference with how we used to use media, which was the look at me way where I'm posting pictures of myself on vacation and a bikini and having a great time that what we're doing is we're creating private groups where private women only groups, actually, Mm -hmm. where women feel really safe. We're we're creating a very safe space for women. And there are a lot of women only groups and we, we've joined as many as we can. And some of them seem very mean spirited where women will bitch at each other and fight with each other. And, and we don't allow that on our group. I was going to say your rules don't tolerate that we absolutely do not tolerate that and we have a we have a, a one you know a one one strike policy where there's and, and it's amazing because even at about 21,000 to our main group it's only happened three times where we've seen some woman come forward and attack another woman for you know for example a, a woman's talking about a very a very um sensitive divorce situation and some other woman chimes in and says, you've married till death do you part. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. You know, How dare you? Kind mm. of thing. Chastising, condescending, getting up on her high moral horse. Um, and so we don't tolerate that. And you know, to go back to what do we need from media right now? I think a lot of the women who are joining our group and watching our group grow is that they're looking for support. Mm. They're looking to test things out um with other women and for other women to support them and to cheer them on and so i i think looking at how women are starting to transform media which i think is beautiful so many female creators out there creating really positive, amazing things to share with others. And we're going to come back to Gwyneth Paltrow. We have to talk about Gwyneth. Come on. If we're talking about women sharing things.
0: (laughs) We'll do that in just a a second. Hey, Amy, I'd love to thank you, Gina, for that. And thank you guys uh, for the work that you're doing with The What to create that space where we can be vulnerable and connected and get the support that we need. Um, It is appreciated by me for sure, but by so, so many women. And, yeah. and by the men in our lives, too, who, who um, benefit from us having that safe place. Um, Amy, I'd love to know a little bit about, as, you know, many of us are focusing on social media to build community, and Gina talked about this one-to-three or one-to-many and many-to-one kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's value in just kind of putting the device down and trying to figure out, as content creators, too, Um, Mm -hmm. and trying to um, kind of pull people together in real life that um, digital just can't do. You know, is it, because a lot of people, I talk to my teenagers in particular and they're like, what's the difference? Like we're connecting, we're talking, we're laughing, (laughs) we're sharing. Um, and And as parents, we're like, no, it's totally different. Like you need to be making eye contact. You need to have, that opportunity? What would you say as it relates to the what, and as it relates to, to creating opportunities for people to, to be in the same physical space? What do you think is the value there?
1: You know, I mean, it's so funny because I think that's the beauty of, uh, and the potential of media today social media in particular, um, that we've come so far and that we've spent so many years, uh, without, without true connection that now people are turning to digital to figure out how do we have these IRL in real life experiences mm-hmm. with each other, and we're certainly seeing that in um, within our community. Um, we you know we've done a lot of events over our career bringing women together, um, and uh, and what we are hearing within our community is they want more. They want more of us. They want more of each other they want to figure out different ways to connect in person. And so I, you know, I think that's why we're seeing such a rise in all of these female events, summits, conferences, uh, because we've spent the last 10 years on social, very like just, you know, immerse, immersing ourselves in social media. And now it's like, okay, we're coming up for air. We're, we're looking around and thinking, I actually want to connect with you in person now. And so um, I'm really excited uh, that women are connect. You know, finding ways to connect with each other online, uh, but recognizing the need for let's let's shut our computers, let's put our phones down, and let's get out there and connect in person. And so it's uh it's a joy for us to see we're certainly responding to it with what we're doing with our summit i was fall. just gonna i was just gonna say um, talking well, about with, your summit you know i mean you're bringing women together yeah. and we've met so many amazing women over the last um you know especially over the last 6 months to a year who are looking for ways to bring women together whether it's you know for you know for conversations around entrepreneurship or creativity or around parenting um, so it, it excites us to see that there's a need for that. And we're trying to bring those conversations to life with, um, with our summit this fall.
0: And tell us, uh, Gina, why don't you speak to what exactly the intention of the summit is? So Amy just said, you know, some groups are bringing people together around parenting, around entrepreneurship, around creativity. What would you say if somebody said, what am I going to get when I go to the what summit? What's there? What's in that for me? What would you, how would you answer?
2: Well we look at the blood Summit as a way like Amy said to activate on everything that's already happening in our community, which is a lot about friendship and about you know relationships, health wellness, purpose, power so many of the women that I talk to right now are they've hit an inflection point whether they're whether they're looking to improve themselves where they are right now or they're they're switching careers or they were stay-at-home moms and they want to have a career or they have a career, but they're tired of it. I think that it's, I think women are in an absolutely incredible place right now. Some of it, I guess you can attribute to the hashtag me too movement that where it's our time, Mm. you know, women are starting to really rise and rise fast and understand that it's, it's about activating our whole selves. And we do so much for other people. A lot of times, I mean, you can say stereotypically as women, we're, we're just kind of used to Looking out for other people, and the what summit, you know, at its at its soul is really about taking care of ourselves. Like, how do we put the oxygen mask on ourselves first yeah. in all of these different areas in our life before we can look at helping others? So, it's a great
0: visual, yeah, way to articulate. I that. mean, yeah,
2: well, in our marketing copy, you know, it's like purpose, power, relationships, you know, health, wellness, but and when it all comes down to it, it's a day of the way Amy's son described it, right? Amy, it's like yeah. making friends, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sharing stories. <laughs> and what was the third thing?
1: Well, and we're seeing that in the women yeah. that are um, are applying. I hate using the word applying, but it's really a chance for us to get to know these women um, before they officially register and buy tickets for the summit. But every single, every, you know, it's like, we have a question, why do you want to be here? What do you hope to get from the day? And every single one, they want to make new friends. They want to connect on a, on a different level. Those two things, friendship and connection. And Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm fascinated and humbled by the fact that I see this, um, you know, there's this thread of connection and friendship and we're all, we're all searching for that. Let me ask you a question about that because
0: on the, when you go to, um, the what summit and you do have, there is this application that you fill out, um, with regard to getting, uh, tickets. Is the intention of that so that you guys can help people know if this is a great place for them to be? Like, oh, you've come to the right place or, hey, this is not really what we're all about. So maybe you don't want to go here. Or are you informing yourselves in the kinds of content or the kinds of experiences the women are looking for?
2: Well, the reason why we have an application process is because we have a a, a community of a hundred thousand yeah. women and we only have 350 spots yeah, it's a good problem so to have. We, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 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 yes, we want to know a little bit about them, um, and I, I think we're less concerned about whether it's the right place for them because they, a lot of the people who are going to come or who want to come to our conference, know about what we're all about, mm-hmm. and we want them. It's really just more about letting everybody have a chance. Sure. But, you know, um, I'd like to talk about conferences and in-person events in general as it pertains to, to content makers. And this is something um, that I've seen as a trend in media companies that even NPR, uh, you look at Pop-Up Magazine, they are fantastic. If you haven't been to a Pop-Up Magazine event, you should go. Amy and I were so inspired by it. It's bringing the magazine, the California magazine, to life. And media brands have to get clever now. And they are, they're taking their show on the road. So you've never seen media brands before, you know, Hey, San Francisco magazine. Well, actually we have seen San Francisco magazine (laughs) bringing their (laughs) magazine to life. But, but media companies are looking at, and brands are looking at more interesting ways to engage in person with the communities Mm -hmm. that they say that they have, right? Because you can, as a, as a content provider, you can say I have 80,000 subscribers, but who are they? What do they look like? What are they interested in? What do they really? How many do you really have that are active? And these events are a way to monetize on your audience, and to to monetize both your audience and to monetize your sponsors, or to to gather interest in your sponsors so that they can actually see in real life uh, who actually reads you. And Amy and I have been doing this ever since our Splendora days. So we were we had an online offline strategy. Because I feel that content, especially online, when you don't have in real life experiences, it's a leaky bucket. You have people who read you and then the next cool thing comes out online. Then they dump you, they unsubscribe, and they move on to the next. But when you, it's making friends, right? It's 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 when you meet people in real life and you really get the whole, you know, um, animus of who they are, you're less likely to leave them than if they were just this Thing that appeared in your inbox every week, sure, and they so, they
0: they um represent the total brand, so we come yeah. to the summit, we have this great experience. I make friends with you know Jill who's sitting next to me, whoever Jill is mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I have the what to thank for that, and my loyalty mm-hmm. to the what is um is stronger than it was perhaps from my Facebook relationship with that mm-hmm. community. Um, it's some. It uh-huh. kind of it does something to that that bond with the brand to um, to strengthen it. That's not to say that it can't be digital alone, but I like this online offline strategy.
2: I think most brands are realizing, no matter what the brand, whether they sell products or content, that it to have an in person experience is is a lucrative marketing technique. Right yeah and, but and, and that sounds so cold. it's actually it, it creates an intimacy with your brand uh, It's an intimacy with your brand that you just can't have online. you just right. can't
1: totally yep
0: now, right. so you guys have done this great job in in what you've described both with the Facebook group, with the newsletter, and now with the summit. You've done a great job mm-hmm. to create and nurture this loyal brand. Um, any advice? for us listening on how or what not to do when trying to cultivate a loyal brand following? Like, is there something that's too much? Is there
2: something that's too little? You know what? I don't think, Amy, we, I think you got to try everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of spaghetti on the wall, right? I think, I think so. I think so. I think so too.
1: Well, yeah. And I would say the only thing I would say is don't, you know, just don't buy into your own bullshit all the time. You know, you've got to check yourself um, mm-hmm. and you have to have other people in your life and in your just support network that are helping to check you. So I mean, the, you guys the have said that, that
0: a couple times, Amy, what, give me an well, example I, of what I think that that's,
1: is. I mean, I think it's so important. You know, um, our friend who has this cosmetic line, um, she, you know, she was just like, oh my God, stop already. Stop whining. Um, You know, we have this amazing group of advisors and these are all just badass, powerful women in their own right. And we were all together and Gina and I, uh, we were talking about like, oh, well, we're not going to do this. We're not going to, we don't want to grow some empire. We don't want to take money. We don't want to do this. And this one of our friends slash our friend tours, she said, uh, she said, oh my gosh, she said, enough already. She said, stop telling me everything that you can't do or that you don't want to do. Mm. And I, I, it just, it stopped me in my tracks. And so, you know, we get into this, I mean, I feel like this for us, you know, we get into this idea of like, well, we're not going to do this and, or we are this and, and, you know, we're our own echo chamber. And I think Gina and I are in a really fortunate spot because we have been friends and business partners for so long um, and, and we know how to check each other um the flip side is we can also as our husbands will attest to i mean we can just be like the our best cheerleading squad you know we're always patting ourselves on the back like <laughs> oh, we did a great job and it drives our husbands crazy and so for us you know we have gotten better because we've been doing this for so long at checking each other and holding our holding each other accountable for things but i think that's why it's so important to have a really trusted friend group that can help to check you on other things so that you're not, um, by, you know, I, one of my favorite sayings is don't believe everything that you think. And so, um, you know, sometimes we can't do that for ourselves and we need an outside group of friends to help us with that. Sure. How, think, how
0: much do you rely? Sorry, yeah. Gina, one quick second. How much okay. do you rely on, um, the advice of other female entrepreneurs or just other women?
2: Oh my God, a hundred percent. Our whole board is women. Okay, <laughs> Our entire board. Do they board, have to be yeah.
0: entrepreneurs? Like do you feel yes. like it takes another entrepreneur to understand the mind of an entrepreneur no no
2: we we', we have a we have a we have a mix of entrepreneurs okay. readers um, women of all types and stripes i i think I think having only one type of anything is bad, right so diversity has always proven to be a great thing. And that you shouldn't only be listening to advice from entrepreneurs because a lot of people who are buying your product or who are going to be interested in your stuff are not entrepreneurs, right sure so uh, we we listen to a lot of moms who who a lot of the moms who read our blogs are a lot of readers who write in and they're they're from all walks of life some are lawyers, some are students, some are unemployed, you know so we listen to everybody's interested in us um, and we also have um, an entrepreneurial board, but Going back to really important entrepreneurial lessons, I think, for Amy and I, something that has moved the needle on our business that it, it always does. It has gotten us out of slumps. It has it w- enabled us to sell our last company when we thought like we're just going to go under during, during the, the 2008 fucking catastrophe of the financial markets
1: <laughs> is
2: making a promise to each other to get your ass out there and talk to people. Mm. So it, when you're in a slump, It's so, you know, it's, it's very tempting to just sit there and, and hover in your little hovel, you know, just, just like be there and clenched into a a fetal position, (laughs) trying to do some stuff on a computer by yourself, not leaving the house in your pajama pants and going like, okay, I'm going to figure this out on my own. And whenever Amy and I get into, and this has happened to us very, very pivotal points for us where we were like, I think we're going to throw in the towel, Right. Um, we get a yellow legal pad. <laughs> it's always been a yellow legal pad. I know. There's no other pad them all
0: over the
1: last eighteen years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know there's some
0: science be behind a yellow legal pad? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I'm I, sure. I learned this. I'm my sure. um my my daughter's seventh grade uh, English teacher or eighth grade English teacher required that they uh, their initial draft of everything be on a yellow legal pad, and she explained to the parents that there's science in something about the color that triggers more creativity. Um, yeah. And because they're it's literally long, it doesn't limit yeah. um, stream of consciousness. So you guys were on to something.
2: Well, every every time we've been in a slump, we, we took out our yellow legal pad and we figured out, you know, we, we did some brainstorming. We tried to figure out our reason for being. And then the next thing we would do is we would look at our next two months and we would we would try to meet with or talk to at least three people a day, ideally five, but three is more realistic, right? Five days a week. And people go, that sounds, people go, wow, that sounds impossible, but it's not. If, 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 you you know, you have your meetings. So Amy and I would take two to three meetings in person and we'd go to the city and just like knock them out, like consecutive meetings from 9am to 3pm and then go home. Right. And then maybe the next day we couldn't meet in person and meet with that many people. So then we'd, have calls. And Zoom has totally changed our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoom calls. So it's like Skype, but it's, it's it's better and it's for business. So then we'd have Zoom calls with people. And by doing that and by getting out there and talking to people, there is nothing that can replace that. For I think that's the most valuable advice I've given to any entrepreneur, to any person who who is in a slump, to any person who's trying to figure something out or to achieve achieve something. It could be something like, I need to get a job in the next 6 weeks. Okay. Then make a goal that every single day you're going to talk to 3 people about the job you want to get. Yeah. And you have to make lists and you have to scratch them off and I I mean it it has trans- Amy and I have made more money in the last 2 months than we've made in the last 2 years. Yeah. Just by doing that. Because we got clear on the fact that we need other people to bounce ideas off. It just can't be the two of us or one of us sitting panicking inside of an office, a home oh, office. Yeah. You that know? doesn't work. That, that <laughs> means, I need no, to change so my ways. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry, sorry to say that that, that work way does not work. No, it does not, it not work. No, I'm here, I'm here. Years. I'm oh, evidence yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, and so and so, I think like. I think that's the most valuable lesson that we learned was, was we know that we have to do it, getting our ass out there. The second thing is, um, I think that as women, we suffer from this a lot, which is everything has to be all perfect. And we have to check things out. We have to know exactly what we're doing is, but what we learned through our CEO who came from Google, who bought our last company was implement rapid, rapid implementation. Like, you're thinking about it? Okay, do it. Do it now and then start iterating. Iterate, iterate, iterate. So Amy and I launched... Um, one, two, three, four, five, s- five, six, seven. We launched seven new cities on Facebook um, since the beginning of the year. We just did it. I just launched two this month uh, in the last week because we're not thinking too hard about it. Yeah. We, we always think too hard about everything. We're like, okay, before we launch a city, yeah. we have to know who's in there. We have to get the right picture. We have to write the right stuff. Okay, no, launch it sloppily. And then just do <laughs> it. Just do it. And I think that that, that that rapid, if you look at big engineering teams and how things get done, it's just, it's rapid implementation and then iteration. And so if you can go meet people, and if you can rapidly implement the ideas that you have without trying to perfect them or you know ask for advice here and there, now just just do it and then ask for advice on how you can how you can improve it or ask your readers um, how to improve it. But that, those are the two pieces of advice that I think can get almost anybody out of a slump.
0: I kind of feel like this is over. We've done the interview. <laughs> That's it. And if I just jump, drop the we'll mic. just close close down everything and thank you guys for coming. No, that that was great. I I wholeheartedly agree and I feel like you took you you combined a lot of the things you were saying, Gina, in the in the first thing as you and Amy had talked about getting out of your own way, don't believe your own crap, yeah. all of that stuff that happens yeah. when you when you talk to other people. And Absolutely. the ideas are generate uh, become more generative, or you put yourself in a more generative space when you're having conversations with other people and you're bouncing things off of them. And what you said without saying it is stop keeping everything a secret. And I I see a lot of people mm-hmm. who are like, well, I have this idea and I want to do this thing, but it's a secret. And let's just say in the in the space with women creating content and events and you know, pop-ups, pop-ups and panels and all that. It's there's no secret. Everybody's doing it. So yes, start to have, com- there. Yeah, have conversations with each other. Talk about what makes you different or unique, how you guys can partner and work together and support one another in that process. And I I, f- I feel like you guys have said in more than one way, get out of your own way and and start to do the work, the hard work and not be lazy, whether it's the way you've approached um, you know, monetizing content you haven't been lazy. You've, you've had to get out of your own way. You've had to get out of your seat. You couldn't rely on the success that you had in the past. And then even talking about, um, just connecting with people, having conversation, having dialogue, listen to ideas, listen to creative, um, ways to get from A to B and really critical and, and constructive, um, advice on what you're doing and what you could be doing. And I've always been a fan of the, you know, don't let the, um, perfect be the enemy of the good enough. But I think what you just said, Gina, about this, just just as quickly as you can.
2: Not even good enough. Yeah, just, just get it a, out there and iterate there. later. Yeah. Like I
0: think you just took it to a whole other level. Um, there's a multiplier on that initial saying <laughs> and and you've, you've put it on there. So I love that. I think by every definition, I think of what it means to be an entrepreneur, the, the number one must be just to start people who are just willing to start. And you've, you've bundled that for us. Well, now we can't end this conversation without going back to the Gwyneth thing. So Gina, Mm -hmm. what would you like to say about Gwyneth Paltrow?
2: This is so perfect (laughs) because here's, it actually, I, I wanted to say something and this, this dovetails perfectly with it. Okay. So what I want to say about Gwyneth and when I want to, how, how I want to end what we're talking about, because we're all women and the way that we reached out to each other, we, we do similar things. And I think in the past, when Amy and I first started Splendora, there were a lot of other women who were starting other kind of fashion-y, fashion-facing, lifestyle-facing blogs, and everybody was very bitchy to each other. Even, even in the, in the um, traditional media space, when Amy and I started, there were newspapers and magazines who their editors would not speak to each other. And they they spoke to Amy and I only because they had no idea what digital media was, and they're like, "Oh, they're who knows what they're doing? This <laughs> digital media thing won't last long, so right. let's just invite them to, to lunch." And Amy and I have always been very inclusive, but there's been times in our careers where there who brands that we saw as competitive brands, we would you know we'd be kind of watching what they do, but we wouldn't reach out to collaborate. And that's the difference I think in today's world in media. Yeah, there's some negative shit going on. But I think the most positive thing that I see going on, especially with female led media brands is the desire and the, the willingness to this beauty of collaboration where you would have these brands. If you had like 15 fashion brands starting, they would hate each other's guts. Right. And, and, and I think I, maybe that's biologically built into us as competitive women or whatever that is. Right. And we have to get rid of that thinking. That's it's, it's horrible. It's thinking that's going to set you back. If we, as, as, as a species, as, as women, we want, if we want to advance, then we all have to have to advance together. Mm. Well, and, and it and removes that
0: scarcity mindset. There's only a few yep. spots for there's, a few of us. There's not, there's so there's much. There's there's plenty. A, yeah, but but here's is. the
2: thing. It's like even, even, even beyond the scarcity mindset, it's, it's that if someone's doing exactly what you're doing, okay, link arms with them and march forward together. Right. And so going back to Gwyneth Paltrow, so many people are criticized her. Oh, my God, she's this, She's that. And you know what? I, I see why people criticize her, but I, I respect her for what she does. And I can't, I can't help but uh, love her for what she does because she doesn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. She really doesn't. She's fucking Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and like she could just kind of be kicking back on her yacht with her new boyfriend or husband or whatever it is. <laughs> you know? But she does it. She does it. Um, she really does regardless of how it's perceived that it's, it's, um, you know, tone deaf or whatever. She, she's coming from a place of help. She's coming from a, she's coming from a good place within herself. And if you don't like it, don't fucking read it, but don't sit there and criticize it. Make your own. You know what I mean? And it's time as women that we stop criticizing what other women are doing and either give them, helpful feedback and help them or just don't read it and don't criticize yes. if you don't amy used to say this as, as as a good southern girl if you don't have something nice to say don't, <laughs> don't say it, say it, at all. it. <laughs> we need to bring and that I one just, back
0: like, let's bring that one back
2: I, um, but you know what i mean yeah. it's, it's i think as women we need to link we need to link together and as content creators specifically how opportunities pertains to this interview go reach out there. The people who you think are your competitors or who you admire, reach out there. Reach out there and get together and at least like have a group where you guys can talk about your, you know, what you're doing together. And
0: on that note, everyone stay tuned for what uh, The (laughs) What and Liberty will be doing together very soon. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) There's some things in the works in our minds. Lots of stuff. So um, we, in all of our interviews, we talk, uh, we ask um, um, our guests to tell us what third-party platforms they're using, Mm. what apps that, that, you know, kind of help them to get through their day, um, are their favorites? What, what do you guys have as two busy women, mothers, like what are the things that you like to use that kind of make life a little bit more efficient, effective,
1: fun? Uh, Well, we internally for business, we use Slack, which has just been a just a lifesaver for both of us. Um, mm-hmm. So project management helps us organize. We have channels for everything, whether it's stuff we're you know currently digging on that we want to consider for the newsletter or topics that we want to talk about in the group. Um, but I think my, I think personally, so we've just recently launched a, um, a the What Meditates group uh, because we're in kind of what do we call it? Like warrior training mode. Mm-hmm. We're just we're super busy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got to, we're holding ourselves accountable. We're trying to get ourselves into um, just fighting shape mentally, physically, spiritually. And so we started meditating. And so um, I found the group to be incredibly helpful. But the flip side is um, I discovered a, a, an app called Insight Timer. And I do guided meditations through that. And it has just been life changing for me. Wow. Um, because it is. Uh, it, you know, it allows me just to, to kind of get into my groove, meditate. I've never had a practice for more than a week. Um, I always get distracted. I get too <laughs> tired. I get too stressed. I get too busy. And I think we've been at this for about three weeks, three or four weeks now. And it's, um, it's just been wonderful that's for, awesome. for me. And I don't, Jean, I don't know what, which app you're using, but I love insight timer. That's my, that's, that's a like good one. And we'll make sure that, that that's helping helping on, the, right on the
0: show now. notes. That's a great one. Gina, do you have anything to offer?
2: We we use we use Mailchimp for oh, our yeah. newsletter. Yeah, Uh We use Bizabo b i z z a b o uh, to manage our conference registrations. So if you if you're ever doing an event or conference, it's like Eventbrite but a lot better, and you can build a really beautiful website registration website. So check out Bizabo. Um, we use Amazon. We 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 have Amazon affiliates so that so that we can well affiliate the affiliate. Um, what what do they call it? Amazon what? Prime Amazon affiliate. Associates. Uh, yeah. yeah. associates Associates. um so if you're writing any kind of content where you're recommending things and this is a way that you can make money in the short term i'm I'm sure you guys have already thought of this um but we do book lists and there's and roundups beauty roundups and everything's available on amazon and so that has helped us a lot um our 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 website runs off of wordpress and um which i'm trying to find something better uh and um what else do we use in in terms of of Technology how about time blocking, calendaring, oh, anything medium, that you love? Medium wheel. Oh, here's another thing. Here's oh my gosh, how could we forget this, Annie? <laughs> Gina, I love you. Here, here, So we went and we talked to the sugars from Prop Sugar, uh-huh. um, Brian and Lisa, and I love them so much. Brian Sugar kicked our ass so hard.
1: <laughs> when you he don't found get out, us we,
2: to where we are, though. So I love that. <laughs> I love. Awesome. I love that couple. So Brian said to us when when he's like, "What are you guys doing?" And we told him that we were launching a newsletter on email and he almost laughed us out of his office. He's like, (laughs) email, why are you guys doing this on email? And he gave us this long talk, which really, really helped shape our thinking, which he was saying, you guys, you're in a content, you guys are content. All you guys have to look at is content delivery. It doesn't matter whether it's email, whether it's Snapchat, whether it's Facebook, whether it's medium, you guys have to test every platform and see where people are consuming your content. And it was a very different way for us to think than, you know, we have a website, but we have a newsletter. Like we're always, we're always calling the product the the platform, right? And that's not right unless we we're platform creators. So to really think of yourself as the content, it just doesn't matter what the platform is, because platforms are always changing. And and Brian, when he told us that, it I mean, Rocked our world. <laughs> well, I mean, if we went out of the office with our tail between our legs, but I don't think we would have really tested Facebook and grown in the way that we had if Brian hadn't said to us, stop thinking of, of yourselves as, as a freaking email newsletter. And so
0: that's so awesome. There you go. That's good advice, I think, for all of us who mm-hmm. are in this. I mean, all, all of us are content creators to some degree. So whether you have a service or a product, you're creating that to, at the very least, um, you know, jump up and down and say, "Hey, consumer, look at me!" And so there's something that you're putting putting out there. Whether you monetize that content is a, a, a totally different thing. Um,
2: any, but you know, yeah, go ahead. To that end, too, just to add add to that. I mean, you're if you're a content creator, your content isn't limited to a blog or to no. or to Medium or to a post, right? Yeah. It's, it's like we started creating content on Spotify with Spotify playlists. This is about building your personal brand, right? Yeah. So building our brand. It's about our playlist, so we have stuff on Spotify. It's about um, you know where we're read. So we we publish, we republish some of the same stuff that we have on our website onto Medium too, right? Because then we'll pick up Medium readers, and so it's it's really just going out there, you know. If you have a book list, go into Goodreads. It's publishing your point of view anywhere that you possibly can. And then figuring out how to tie it back to your brand and your website. I, I like that too for
0: many of us who've been around for a while and need fresh places to repurpose some of that content, that it's still relevant, it's still meaningful, it can still add value, but perhaps your very you know narrow or small group has already consumed it, but it's still meaningful. Get it out to some other people. And I think some of the suggestions you've made offer that. Um, okay, each one of you... One bit of wisdom you want to leave our listener with? I can't imagine that there's even more. Um, We've had several (laughs) mic drops, but one little piece of wisdom.
1: (laughs) Um, Mine would be find find your partner, whoever that is. Find your partner to um, to help get you through the days. I'm lucky that my my partner and my friend are one in the same. My friend and my partner are one in the same, but I think having a partner. is just, I, I mean, I have so many friends that have gone the, that have, you know, that are entrepreneurs and they're, you know, they're slogging through it and it's hard, it's hard to do it solo. So whether or not you have a, um, an, an official business partner or someone that you can turn to, um, but find that person because it, it makes it so much easier and so much more joyful when you can share the, um, you know, share the, all of the exciting things that are going on and so much more helpful when you're like, when you're down in the dumps. Yeah, that's great. Gina, how about you?
2: Yeah, I totally agree with the partner. Um, a lot of people aren't, able to have a business partner right? because they, they don't trust somebody enough or they it's, t- it's too intense to go out there and to search for a business partner. I wouldn't even know how to do it actually, if I didn't have Amy, but w- but whether it's a, whether it's a formal business partner or not, um, to, to find a friend who will be your sounding board. I, I had a friend that when I started Splendora and I didn't have a partner in the beginning of Splendora, um, but just to find what I wanted to do next, I would meet with this friend for lunch every Monday and just, we would go back and forth where she would say, tell me what my strengths are and what do you think I'd be good at? And then she would tell me what mine were and we'd take notes. I mean, it was really funny, but just having a thought partner, yeah, I think if you, if you can't find a great business partner and that you actually schedule your time to be, to talk to this thought partner in person or, or online. It's so helpful.
0: I love that. I there's a there's somebody that I meet with on occasion and she's an entrepreneur as well, and we sort of bounce those things off each other. But I like the idea of having something that's scheduled and Mm -hmm. um and organized and you can count on it and and um and And you're accountable for it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. All right. Well, you're not totally off the hook. So we end all of our (laughs) um interviews with something called the quick six. So I'm gonna ask six questions. Each of you, just give me your sort of one word, one sentence answer. So, do you prefer? We'll start with Amy. Do you prefer a nine to five or a flex schedule? Flex. Gina.
2: Nine to five. Oh, okay. Well, that that works out well. Um, well and then we work twenty four hours a day.
0: So um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Gina, we'll start with you. Do you prefer vacationing in the mountains or the beach? Beach. Amy. Beach. Okay. Do you guys vacation together? Yes, okay. we do. That works out well. <laughs> Um, but she vacations, Gina vacations nine to five and you vacation on a (laughs) flexible. Got it. Um, and then do you prefer working from home or an office, Amy? Uh, I, I need both. A little bit of both. How about you, Gina? Mm -hmm. Office. Okay. And do you guys share an office? Do you have home offices? Do you, how does that work?
1: We are together. We have home offices, um, but we're together three or four days a week. Okay. Um, wherever that schedules is schedules take us. Yeah. Okay. And then
0: do you, I think I know the answer. Um, do you prefer working alone or with a team, Gina team, Amy team and any alone time needed? Yes. And, and is that for kind of creative um, thinking think, or well, what?
1: I, for like for Gina, I know she, she does well alone time content creation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I need to just be focused for me when I'm crunching numbers, um, or yeah. forecasting, um, Or really working on proposals, kind of the creative aspect. Then I need I need some like a solid alone time for that. Sure. And then I think this is
0: the hardest question: Thai or Mexican food? Amy,
1: Mexican all the way. (laughs) <laughs> I would say Mexican, oh, without good. a doubt. Good. Because margaritas, mar, margaritas are part of that, right? They, they count. <laughs> they
0: absolutely count as Mexican food.
2: If you said Mexican or Japanese, that would be almost impossible to answer. Yeah, that would be. Although
0: there's always a taco truck um, like creation in LA that's some sort of fusion of some something totally. else. Totally. So it's probably here somewhere. <laughs> um, so you know our podcast is called Liberty Sessions. Our brand is Liberty. Our URL, libertyforher.com. And our hope is that we are liberating women uh, through entrepreneurship and and to sort of seek out what they want to be, what they want to do with this one precious life. What does it mean for each of you to be liberated, Gina?
2: I mean, for me, liberation is, I can't really feel totally free. It's kind of like what's written on the Statue of Liberty by the poet Emma Lazarus. I, I can't really feel totally free unless everybody else is free. Mm-hmm. I
1: love that. That's beautiful. Amy, Thank how you. about you. Gosh, I can't really, (laughs) I would have to agree with that. I I think for me, liberation is, um, is this being in conversation with amazing people about the things that are important to us and being honest about it and sharing our wisdom and gaining so much from others. If we're willing to listen to me, that's the most liberating thing.
0: Mm. Well, you guys have liberated us and what you're doing, um, at the, what is doing just that, um, liberating other women, again, creating space to be vulnerable, to be connected, to be honest, to be excited, um, to see a future that perhaps they couldn't see without, uh, a community cheering them on. So thank you guys for the work that you're doing and putting out into the world. We can't wait to share this with our listeners. Thank you, you Nada. Absolutely.
2: You're doing the same. Um, Big
0: fans. No, well, thanks. Thanks so much. Hey, Liberty listeners, that's all we have for now, or that's not, I mean, it's really more than all. It's this awesomeness that we have for now, and we'll see you guys next week. See you then. Liberty Sessions is broadcast on all platforms. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate and review Liberty Sessions on Apple Podcast. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping you to launch and grow your own ventures. You can also find us every day on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Liberty for Her. And please leave a comment using the hashtag Liberty Sessions. We want to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and brilliant ideas. Liberty Sessions is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Wyndham and music by Jordan Flower.